0: Welcome to this episode of the Let's Get Cyclical podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Viola, a certified nutrition coach and certified fertility awareness method educator. Today, I'll be giving you guys the 101 on what even is FAM. We'll be diving into what the fertility awareness method is, what it's not, and how to figure out if it's right for you. Okay, so there's a lot that I wanna talk about on this podcast episode. But we are really just going to be covering what is FAM, what is the Fertility Awareness Method, what's it about. I feel like recently it's been way more of a conversation, which is amazing, but it is absolutely one of those things where a lot of people are like, WTF, what is FAM? What does that stand for? What does that even mean? So we are going to break it down. And I wanna start with what are the different types of natural family planning? And so that's really the umbrella term, right? When it comes to FAM is that it is a method of understanding your fertility of family planning, but in a natural way. And so let's start with the definition. ACOG or the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists defines fertility awareness as knowing and recognizing when the fertile time, so when a woman can get pregnant, occurs in the menstrual cycle. If you are practicing the fertility awareness as birth control to prevent pregnancy, you need to avoid having sexual intercourse or use a barrier method of birth control, such as a condom, during that fertile period. If you are trying to get pregnant, you should have sex on your fertile days, ideally every day or every other day. So that's their definition. But What they left out is, well, how do you even figure out when you're fertile? So fertility awareness-based methods utilize different biomarkers. So different ways that your body is showing you when you're fertile, such as looking at changes to your cervical mucus throughout the cycle. You can look at changes to your actual cervix. So that would require you to actually feel and know when your cervix is feeling a certain way, where it's positioned. You can use things like your own body temperature to tell you when you have ovulated, and then you can utilize some hormone testing such as LH test strips. And so we're gonna dive into all of those things, but that's just a little blanket term. So essentially, FAM is being able to use your own body, the signs that your body is showing you, to tell you when you're fertile and when you are not. So there are different types of fertility awareness-based methods. So I'm gonna go over a couple with you. The first one, and again, this isn't necessarily in like a a date order. I'm just going about popularity. So the first one I wanna talk about is what is known as the Symptothermal Method. This method was created in 1951, so it's been around for a while, And basically you use cervical mucus, BBT or basal body temperature, and the position, shape, and texture of your cervix to tell you when you are fertile versus when you are not. So this method, a really famous book that dives into and tells you all about this method is the book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. So if you are interested after listening to this podcast and you want to dive a little deeper, that's a really great book to read. It is dense. It is like a textbook, but it really does cover a lot. The next method that I want to talk about is actually the method that I am certified in, and that is called FEM. F-E-M-M. And so when I teach my FEM clients the fertility awareness method, they are learning cervical mucus, and they are also doing at-home LH testing. So it's the combination of those two biomarkers that give us that information. Then you have a cervical mucus only method. And one of the most popular is called Billings. So the Billings Ovulation Method. That was started in 1953, so that's another one. It's been around for a long, long time. And what is required to use that method is looking at the changes to your cervical mucus throughout the cycle and lining that up with what those changes mean in terms of your fertility. Then you have what I think has become very popular lately, which are BBT-based apps. So that is something like the Daisy Fertility Tracker or more common, I think this one is more popular, but Natural Cycles. And so while these apps are good, they are dependent On your cycle patterns. They are dependent on the temperature shift that happens after ovulation, but they give you no evidence of when your ovulation is approaching. So, again, it's really based on your past cycles. And if you have any regular cycle, that one might not be the best option for you. And then the last method, and again, this is still a method. This is like the OG method. I think this one started in. 1920 but you have the calendar method and that one again it is still a fertility awareness based method but this one is definitely the riskiest it is essentially looking at your ovulation within the last six to 12 cycles and it basically does a calculation so looking at your shortest cycle versus your longest cycle it subtracts a bunch of days And from there, it says, okay, you are likely ovulating on this day. Think of it as an algorithm. It's essentially how any period app that you use is basing that ovulation window. So if you have the Flow app or Clue or um, what are some other common ones, Ovia or Avia, however you pronounce that one, you're plugging in when you have your period It's looking at when you have your next period and it's basically chopping your cycle in half and saying, okay, you ovulated on this day, most likely. The problem with these calendar methods, the problem with these algorithm methods is that it's not looking at all these other signs of ovulation and things like stress and illness and travel and alcohol and medication, they can all delay ovulation. (laughs) So if you're just basing it off of This algorithm, it's not giving you an accurate representation of when you are actually fertile. Okay, so I'm gonna be diving into FEM a little bit more specifically because again, like I said, that is the method that I am certified in and that is what I teach my clients. So what even is it? What does FEM do? FEM basically provides science behind women's reproductive health, (laughs) and it uses these sound physiological principles. So all of the methods, looking at changes to cervical mucus, understanding what a positive LH test means, those are all based on physiology and there's been numerous studies to prove them. And the biggest thing and the most important thing with FEM is that its main goal is to really just teach women to understand their bodies Recognize their hormonal signs of health, <laughs> and at the end of the day, it helps women become more informed participants in their health care and that 's really what drew me to fem in the first place, and why I wanted to learn it and then get certified is I felt like i didn 't know anything about my body i didn 't know anything about my cycle other than the fact that I knew when I was getting my period, but I had no idea when i was fertile or if my cycle was even really normal and so i love the fact that fem's main goal is to help you be your own advocate it gives you so much data about your own body and your own cycle and then you get to take that and bring it to your doctor and have informed conversations something else really cool about fem is that what fem actually stands for is fertility, education, and medical management. Now, I'm not a doctor, so my role in all of this is the fertility education piece. But then what happens if I work with a client who her cycle is really presenting as problematic or she's not getting a period or she's not really showing the proper signs of fertile cervical mucus? I will then refer her to medical management and she gets to... Be able to really take that extra step forward and learn about her health. So, I think this is a really cool aspect to FEM. And this just again kind of stuck out to me because most traditional doctors are not even going to ask you much about your cycle. But the FEM trained doctors, they do three things. They look at your actual charting because it's really important for them to know like what is showing up in your own body. They then do a basic you know, hormonal profile, blood test, and then they also actually do an ultrasound of your reproductive system. So it's looking at everything from this more holistic view, which is why I really appreciated Fem as well, is it's looking at the whole body and not just okay, this is your blood work, this is what blood work shows and then moving on from there. And so The last thing that I will say about FEM is that just because you are learning it does not necessarily mean that that's gonna be your choice to then use this fertility awareness method. The whole goal is that it's just providing you informed choice that you maybe never got at your OBGYN, right? Like maybe you went as a teenager and you were just put on birth control because you told them you were sexually active, or you told them that you have really bad period cramps or really bad acne, but I can put money on the fact that your ob probably didn't take a whole lot of time to discuss, one, what the birth control is actually doing to prevent pregnancy, or two, the side effects that come with a lot of it. So FEM at least gets to educate you, and then from there, you get to decide, do you wanna go on birth control, or would you like to use a natural approach and track your cycle that way. And again, there is no wrong answer. It's just you get to actually feel confident in the decision you're making because you have the information about all of those choices. Okay, and so I wanna just walk you through, you know, what does a day in the life look like of someone who uses FAM? Or let me put it this way, what is the cycle like? of someone who uses fam so a cycle begins on the first day of your period so that is the first day of obvious bleeding so from a from a fam standpoint what you are doing is you are just tracking the quantity of your bleed so how many pads and tampons are you going through in a day how many pairs of period underwear how much are you filling a menstrual cup how many times are you changing it All of that goes into tracking your period, which is the first thing that we pay attention to at the start of our cycle. And so why do we pay attention to our period? It's because it lets us know how our hormonal activity was from the previous cycle. If we bleed too little, if we bleed too much, that can give us a lot of insight into our levels of estrogen and progesterone and so you do that for however many days that you have your period you also want to track any kind of symptoms like cramping bloating headaches that is helpful as well after your period you then just observe for cervical mucus and so a lot of women not all women but a lot of women will have a few dry days after their period And so that is that sensation when wiping. They don't have any noticeable cervical mucus. The sensation when they wipe is that it's dry. After that, you then move into the beginning of your fertile window. And how you know is because again, you are tracking and you are observing every single time you go to the bathroom. And when that sensation is no longer dry, when that sensation changes to something more moist or wet or smooth or slippery, that's when your signal goes on, okay, I really need to pay attention because now I'm entering my fertile period. And so you track the type of cervical mucus you have, you note the sensation, you note if there's anything visual to see there. And for example, the most fertile type of cervical mucus resembles a raw egg white. So it is clear, it is stretchy, and it is slippery. So you would note the sensation first and then look at your toilet paper and see if there is anything that looks clear. You can fold over the toilet paper to see if it stretches. And again, that helps to tell you that you are fertile at that time. After your fertile window, you go back to having that dry sensation and you track that and you just note and you observe for the remainder of your cycle. Now, it is not as textbook as that for every single woman, especially if you are dealing with an irregular cycle. But at the end of the day, a day in the life of someone who uses FAM is you wake up, every time you go to the bathroom, you observe what you see and feel. And then if you are also using BBT, you would have tracked that first thing in the morning. So again, it's a lot of, practicing it's a lot of habit forming but once you get into the groove with it it's as simple as alarm goes off thermometers on my bed on my nightstand i take my temperature a lot of them are bluetooth so you don't even have to like put it anywhere and then as you go about your day you just track what you feel and you track what you notice and it becomes routine after time and after practice. But that's why you really wanna give yourself several months of charting and learning the method before you take any risks and chances of using this fully, fully as birth control. All right, so obviously you can tell from that I am pretty passionate about why I think you know, this knowledge is so crucial. I don't necessarily think that every single woman should be using FAM. It's not realistic for some women, but I think that every single woman should be entitled to the information about their fertility and be able to make an informed choice. And so I'm recording this podcast kind of on the wake of an article that just came out from Glamour, so Glamour magazine um which again am I dating myself like are, are they even a magazine anymore but basically glamour.com put out an article recently called birth control tiktok is unsurprisingly a hotbed of misinformation and so this article has been floating around the fam space and i want to just talk about a couple things cuz it's An interesting article, and it definitely brings up some good points, but it also brings up some misinformation, ironically, about the fertility awareness method. So I'm going to start by reading this first quote from the article. The author says, Modern evolutions of the old school rhythm method or calendar method, they involve mapping your ovulation cycle, often using a fertility tracker app. Monitoring your cervical mucus, yup, you regularly have to inspect a sample and chart whether it's sticky or cloudy, and tracking your temperature daily with a basal body thermometer combined, this trio of biomarkers can help you ID your fertile days each month, and on those days you avoid sex or use condoms. a hormone- free blend of tech, nature and common sense, fam or you know fertility a waste awareness-based methods have obvious appeal, it's no surprise that hashtag fertility awareness and hashtag natural birth control have gotten more than 191 million views respectively. So this first quote, I just wanna unpack some stuff here. I think what's really funny is the way she talks about the cervical mucus piece. So she says, yup, you regularly have to inspect a sample of your cervical mucus acting like this is a science experiment, right? And so just to give you a little insight into how the cervical mucus piece even works when you are using FAM, you don't have to touch it. You do not need to stick your fingers anywhere. You literally just have to learn what it feels like when you are using toilet paper after going to the bathroom. It is that simple it is that simple as every single time you sit down to use the bathroom throughout the day you note the sensation was there a dry sensation was there a moist or smooth sensation or was there a slippery sensation and all of those things mean different things about your fertility but it's not as clinical as she's making it out to be it's actually very intuitive and once you get used to it you know what you need to do. The other thing that bothers me is that, you know, she's talking a lot about the tech, the tech piece, the basal body thermometer. That really does not need to be as big of a part of it as as this article is making it out to be. Yes, it is an additional biomarker, but like I said when I teach fem, BBT is not even a part of what I'm fully educating on because it's only telling you after you've ovulated, it's not telling you anything about when you are approaching ovulation. So the tech piece, it's not really as big of a deal as she's making it out to be in the article. Yeah, so that's what I wanna say about that first one. <laughs> and so she then goes on in the article to quote an OBGYN and again, I am not a doctor, I am a certified fertility awareness method educator, but there are some interesting things that this doctor says that are also incorrect about how FAM works. So this quote, to be honest, it's not the best birth control method for anybody from a reliability standpoint, says Tamika Cross MD, a board certified OBGYN in Houston, who specializes in adolescent gynecology. She views debunking social media myths as an important part of her job these days Even if you meet all the criteria, if you have a stressful month at work and your period's off, you might get pregnant because you ovulated at a different time than you thought you would, she says. So I'm actually going to stop right there because that's the whole point of learning FAM and that's the beauty of learning FAM is that you're not going off of some algorithm that your app is telling you. You're going off of your own body's biomarkers. And I can tell you this, I have taught several PCOS clients how to use the fertility awareness method and they are all using it as birth control and they have not gotten pregnant. And why I bring up the PCOS clients is because they are known to have irregular cycles when you have PCOS, but because they've learned how to identify their signs of ovulation in real time, they know when they need to use a condom or they know when they need to just not have intercourse when they're fertile. So that quote about her saying the, you know, stress and this and that can make your period off, it absolutely can, but it's doing that because it's delaying your ovulation. And if you know what to look for as to when you're going to ovulate, you know how to protect yourself. So she then goes on to say the technological aspects of these methods are as vulnerable to variables as the biological, For example, taking your basal body temperature is very precise and it should be done when you wake up and at the same time every day. Before you talk, eat, drink, have sex, check your phone and then Planned Parenthood cautions and the results can be thrown off by factors including stress, tiredness, smoking, drinking, alcohol and jet lag. Again, that part is absolutely true and that's why I really wanted to make this podcast because BBT alone should not be The method that you're using if you truly 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 want to learn fam you want to make sure you're incorporating another biomarker like cervical mucus that's going to let you know when you are starting to be fertile because bbt only tells you after you've ovulated the beauty of bbt is that you know that you are no longer fertile but it does not tell you ahead of time so this article is kind of coming in here with uh some misinformation of their own that I wanted to make sure I come on and chat a little bit about. And so, something that I think is really important when we, you know, have this conversation of social media, and this springs right from what the article is saying about the dangers of TikTok. And believe me, I have my own opinions on TikTok. <laughs> like, there is absolutely misinformation out there. But something that's really important is that you look into who are you getting your information from. So for example, I'm not just on here talking about this because I love women's health. I'm actually a certified fertility awareness method educator. I had to go through training. I went through months of classes with homework and assessments. I had to work with practice clients for months where I needed to submit data and reports and I got feedback from my instructors. And then the final step was, I had to pass a comprehensive three-hour exam and I'll need to continue to be recertified every two years to make sure I'm up to standards. So I do think, unfortunately, social media can be great, but it can also be problematic unless you're doing the work to look at who you're getting your information from. And so I do not fault the article for saying that there's a lot of misinformation on TikTok. But I also want you to know that if you are working with, if you are learning from a certified fertility awareness method educator, they do know what they're talking about with this stuff. All right, and so I wanna wrap up the episode just by talking about, you know, well, like who is this for? Who is FAM for and who is FAM not for? So I look at it as FAM is really for anyone looking to learn about their cycle and use it to understand their fertility or their health right so i have had a lot of clients for example who have been on birth control since they were 14 15 years old they have no idea what their actual cycle is like so they are ready to come off of birth control and you know is there see what their cycle is is it like what they thought it was when they were a teenager has it improved are they still dealing with some of the issues as to why they went on birth control in the first place And then that's the beauty, is that you get to take all of this data and then bring that to your doctor and have these conversations. FAM is also for anyone who doesn't wanna use other forms of birth control. So maybe they don't wanna use hormonal birth control anymore or they don't want an IUD or they don't want a copper IUD. This allows you to understand your fertility and use it as birth control without a medication or some kind of device. It is also for anyone who's looking to understand when they're fertile, For the sake of getting pregnant so fam can be really really wonderful for just accelerating your and optimizing your chances of getting pregnant because you get to isolate down to like a five to to nine day window as to when you are most fertile and then that obviously gives you a better chance at getting pregnant and then lastly fam is for anyone who is willing to take the time to learn the method This is not something that you're just going to snap your fingers and feel comfortable using. So I definitely don't recommend it to someone who is looking for a quick fix or thinking that they'll just read some information and be ready and be good to go. You absolutely need to take the time to learn the method, whether that is on your own through books or courses, or whether that's working with an instructor, like for example, my fam programs are like 3 to 6 months depending on the type of client I'm working with because it takes that much time to understand your body to get used to tracking and to figure out what that means for your fertility. So who is fam not for? Because let's be honest, this is absolutely not for everyone. And I look at my own life and I was on birth control for 12 years. And While there are times in my life when I know that birth control, hormonal birth control, was the right option for me, there were also times in my life when I probably didn't need to be on hormonal birth control and I wish I learned about FAM a little bit earlier. So again, it comes back to having that informed choice and being able to make your decisions based on all of the options that you have. So anyway, FAM is not for anyone who is too busy to make daily observations about their body. And so that might be someone who is working a really, really crazy job. Or, you know, maybe you have a job like you're a nurse, for example, and you have night shifts, and then that kind of screws with the you know, the operations of your whole day. You might not be in that right place to learn fam, especially from a birth control standpoint. Fam is also not for anyone who is uncomfortable having these kinds of conversations with their sexual partners so that's huge you need to be able to have a conversation with your partner and say listen I'm fertile right now so we need to use a condom or I'm fertile right now so we need to do something else other than have unprotected intercourse so if you don't feel comfortable having those conversations or maybe you are in a place where you have multiple partners and you might not be comfortable having those conversations, then it's probably not for you at this point in your life. And lastly, it is not for anyone who feels like they can just wing it. Please, please, please don't. Come off birth control without a plan. I cannot stress that enough. Read a book. So again, two really great resources. Taking charge of your fertility is one option. And then the fifth vital sign is another book that's a really great option to learn a little bit about FAM. But please read a book, work with an instructor. Don't just say, I'm gonna come off of birth control and plug some stuff into an app or I'll just use condoms or this or that. Because everyone knows that accidents happen (laughs) and life can happen. And if you don't know how to observe your own body for fertility and you don't want to get pregnant, you're really increasing the risk of that unplanned pregnancy. So that is really just something I want you to be thinking about if you are deciding about coming off of birth control and trying to use FAM. Do it the right way. All right. So that is my spiel on, you know, what the fuck is FAM? I hope that you at least now can kind of walk away with some explanation as to what the method is, how it works, and you know whether or not this is something that you wanna dive a little deeper into. And so if you do want to chat a little bit more about how to use FAM, if you are interested in working with an instructor, learning more, come over to Instagram and send me a message and let's chat. You can find me on Instagram at your.period.coach. Dot dot I would love to hear your questions and thoughts.